We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Huddle up, it's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome to Turf District Tuesdays. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. If you've downloaded the podcast or you're joining us live on YouTube, or if you're listening on Edmonton Sports Talk Radio, thank you very much for joining us, and we appreciate you taking the time to hang out. If you are in uh, the YouTubes, make sure you throwing in your questions in the chats down below, and uh, that way then we can get your questions to all of our amazing guests that we have this evening. But first and foremost, let's bring in the one and only super fan mike one and only one and only <laughs> sure why not? you've switched from like and subscribe to one well and only. you know you gotta okay. keep everyone on the toes i'm keeping the mystery alive a miss well if there's one thing you do it's uh there keep the mystery alive uh thank you for joining me or i guess for us getting together to watch the watch party on friday well, at least the company was good yeah, I mean, it was in our backyard, so I mean, we had no choice. But uh, if we didn't show up, we, what kind of fans are we, right? So <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. No, it was a good time. Uh, we've been to Beer Hunter several times, and I think they had a they had a good show for all the fans that were there, and it was it was kind of fun, other than the scoreboard. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although we did have some laughs anyway. So oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and it's been a crazy weekend. So you exactly, know, we use some laughs. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, sorry, right. it's a little tough. <laughs> all right well let's bring in our first guest uh of the three guests that we have this evening uh he's been on the show before and uh we always love when he comes on because yes. it means we are talking about parties and in particular gray cup parties uh yes. welcome back to the show from the spirit of edmonton jerry harashi welcome back man sociable boys it's sociable. good to be back thanks for having me yes <laughs> this is the way to start absolutely it's the only way to start that's very true um welcome back we're we're excited to have you back and um we are going to uh we're going to bring in our other guests to talk a little bit more gray cup in a second but i know that we wanted to have you on this week because you guys have a party coming up this weekend that uh, we need some people to know about yeah you know it's it's funny after all these years so 49 years now we've been doing spirit of edmonton Ooh. all over canada and there's so many people still in Edmonton that go, what is the spirit of Edmonton? You know, yeah. So, you know, the tailgate is going crazy. People are getting to know who we are, who you guys are via tailgate. But 
we thought, why not throw a Spirit of Edmonton party for the fans in Edmonton? So this Sunday at On the Rocks, uh, we're starting, I think, around 2 o'clock, 2.30. We've got our two bands that play tailgate, uh, you know, alternating games, uh, Rockzilla and Tallboy. Uh, they're going to be live on stage, and uh, we're going to combine it with a silent auction. Um, so it's 2 o'clock till, I think, 7 or 8 o'clock, whenever the sluice juice runs out, which we're serving for the first time. Outside of a Crazy. breakfast. Wow, <laughs> that's a big juice. deal. That's mm -hmm. a big deal. It is, it is. And, well, and, just and, for people um, who don't know, for people who don't know, how do you describe sluice juice? Uh, you won't remember anyway. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, I, I always say it's just a, it's an orange juice and vodka and a few other special ingredients, uh, you know, that that uh, just make the day go by a little bit uh, quicker, a little bit more fun. And um, yeah, it's that's sluice juice for you. <laughs> yeah. We're really looking forward to hosting, um, you know, a bunch of Edmonton Elk fans on Sunday afternoon. Um, we've decided to combine it with a silent auction and we're joining up with the Edmonton cheer team. So they're going to awesome. be there as well. Um, and uh, they'll be doing some performances on the dance floor. Um, some of the early prizes coming in are uh, early donations. We have a Trey Ford autographed helmet uh, that's going to be up for auction. Uh, we've got a Darnell Nurse autographed jersey. We've got a Connor McDavid jersey as well. Tons of Oiler tickets and a um, bunch of other elk paraphernalia and just uh, general good stuff that, uh, you know, to come on down. It's $25 a ticket, but for your 25 bucks, you get a free cheeseburger, a bowl of chili, and um, we're bringing the sluice tank. So until that sucker's empty, <laughs> you could be drinking sluice juice. That's amazing. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know what a sluice tank is, it's a 500 liter tank that we pre-mix our sluice juice in <laughs> at Great Cup on Saturday morning breakfast. And um, it's funny, Tim, I can see your eyes are raised. You have to fill that thing four times at a Great Cup breakfast uh, to, <laughs> to, to fuel the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my this is amazing um now the other part of this party from what i i mean you said you're gonna have the cheer team there but i understand it's a bit of a a fundraising for them too to help get to the gray cup this year yeah like all of us so spirit of edmonton is a volunteer organization we don't uh as much as we love supporting the edmonton elks and the city of edmonton we're not affiliated with them so we rely 100 percent on donations sponsorships um to fly our team as as the elks cheer team does uh, to and from any great cup, regardless of whether we're in Regina or Hamilton or next year in Vancouver. And um, so this is a big thing. Um, so we're we're working together with the Elks cheer team and every item that they bring in for the for the silent auction goes to their um, fees to get them to Hamilton. And it's the same for our group. You know, there's 14 of us working at the Spirit of Edmonton to put on, you know, arguably the best party at during Great Cup Festival. And uh, so, yeah, we're hoping to get you know, a couple hundred people out on a Sunday afternoon to kind of experience the spirit. <laughs> oh, that, uh, well, if there's enough sluice juice, everyone has a spirit, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, just a, a funny story. And I, I can't remember if I told this on the previous podcast, but if I did, it would have been five, four or five years ago. But <laughs> in Edmonton, right, yeah. when we did the last, in 2018, when we did our great cup and we had two breakfasts Friday morning, one Friday morning, one Saturday morning, and we had over 2000 people at each breakfast. And we, we built another 500 liter sluice tank to make sure we had enough sluice for everybody. And my wife came and again, people don't understand that, you know, I've been doing this since 2010 and she's never been to a great cup before because, well, 2010 was the last time we had it, but she didn't right. come. So 2018, 
you know, we do, we did Grey Cup and her and, and my two older kids that were eligible <laughs> to come <laughs> to the breakfast sat down at the table and I bring them the sluice juice and I looked at them and I just said, just be careful. Yeah. Because the room's, the room's not going to look the same when you stand up. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, and I mean, the recipes are given to us by Alberta Gaming and Liquor. So they are the exact amount of alcohol a person can drink in four hours with, um, you know, and, and, and how we how we mix all the ingredients. But it's just so good, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah, you guys, I mean, I bring a sample over every every home game for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> love it. Love it. And I, I my first um, my first spirit breakfast was in Ottawa in uh, twenty. 17 yeah. 17 yeah yeah, yeah. and um i <laughs> i'd like to say that i'll never forget it but i don't remember a lot of it because uh walking out of that room i was like holy man that stuff is powerful but it was it's so the best so breakfast so you'll never remember that's yeah. right yeah exactly exactly, exactly. uh go ahead Mike. that's the whole that's the whole um, the whole festival, you know, it's the grand party of Canada. It, it's, there's nothing that brings Canadians together like the CFL and Grey Cup week, you know, where everybody doesn't matter what room you go to. Everybody is a best friend until kickoff. And if your teams are playing, you love each other until, you know, it's usually 6 30 PM Eastern time when <laughs> that ball is kicked off and then you start going at it. But it's, um, I think that really drives the passion, especially for me because Born and raised in Edmonton, I love I love living in this city, but I love being Canadian, and I love being to represent, you know, um, all all of Canada at Grey Cup. Yeah, I mean it's the can't miss place, right? Every year, everyone talks about let's get meet up at the Spirit. So, um, you talked about tailgating this year, uh, and obviously, you guys have been like an anchor tenant of of the tailgate um, with the expansion of the parking stalls have you really noticed a massive growth to the the tailgate and uh, obviously more people are looking for you guys yeah you know um the first thing we noticed was everybody has a 10 by 10 tent and an 8 by 12 stall right so <laughs> it just doesn't work yeah. <laughs> so, you don't say yes again in true cfl fashion you're encroaching on your neighbor and everybody's welcoming everybody in so yeah. we just stagger our tents a little bit and um you know we're next to mark corte's family right and uh and you know they welcome us and you know we're sharing what we're serving and they're sharing what they're serving and it uh, like i'm telling you well you guys know seven years ago there was maybe 500 people total maybe. and now we're getting just in our area we're getting two thousand people coming by and yeah. hanging around listening to the bands playing and we're serving up uh, our sponsor this year. I tell Canadian Meats is providing us with 200 sausages every game. And our neighbors have Kubi burgers and they yeah. get 200 a game. We're sold out within the first hour. Not even sold yeah. out. We give it away. We're yeah. out of everything. And then our friends at Molson's, well, I can't thank them enough, you know, for what they provided for us this year. And uh, it's just, it's a great thing. The CFL needs it. The Elks have especially needed it Absolutely. in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but you guys know the feeling of walking into the stadium. I, I've said this for a couple of years now. Our job is to make the people happy before they get in the stadium. <laughs> what happens when they come onto the stadium is not up to us anymore. No. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I have no responsibilities here as soon as that whistle goes. After that, yeah. uh, I, I've, I'll get you happy there. That's about as best yeah. as I can offer. 
<laughs> but it sure was nice leaving the stadium with a smile on my face after that Ottawa win. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. And the Calgary win. Oh, that that was just a giddy. Oh. That was giddy because it was, was a big comeback yeah, too. That was, yeah. that was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, talking about tailgate, uh, I'm going to bring in our other guests because they are going to be uh, at the tailgate this week, uh, bringing in our friends from the Alouette's Flight Deck Pod, Tim Capper, Cliffy D. How are you gentlemen this evening? Doing quite wonderful, thanks. Doing good. Since you started it off, Jerry, sociable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. Sociable. Absolutely. That's what it should be every time. Um, and uh, so you guys are coming out this week for the game. You will be experiencing this Edmonton tailgate we just spoke about. Um, uh, when, when are you guys coming in? And, and what, what was the plan just to come out to see just the Alouettes for this game or, or just out of the blue? Because it just kind of came out of the blue for me. Yeah, it was just kind of a... Well, something we, we had discussed a, a little bit and just wondering if we can put it all together and lo and behold we decided okay we're doing this and let's let's make it happen so here we are and yeah definitely originally was to come for the game but now to get to see you guys as well and get to see how you how you guys do the tailgate thing because i will say montreal's tailgate is pretty awesome uh i'm biased i'm not gonna lie but uh, <laughs> I, I i see the stuff that you guys are doing at every home game and it's like wow wow that is impressive so i've got to see this for myself yeah, just wait till you have the sluice juice. Then, then you'll see what this is all like. You, you haven't seen anything yet. Um, and you won't after. <laughs> <laughs> you won't remember it when we beat you. It's going to be great. Um, that's that's the best part. Um, I had to get at least one in. I couldn't just leave it alone. Someone um, <laughs> um, Jerry, well, we've got the guys here and yourself. Tell us a little bit of um, what, are, what are the plans for Spirit at Grey Cup this year? we're we're booked and ready to go you know we're um i think we're a couple of bands shy of uh of loading up our entertainment uh schedule but i think if we were if it was this weekend it wouldn't be an issue we're bringing a tall boy from edmonton that can just they'll just fill in they'll just play there a bunch of young guys that have the energy and stamina to go you know all day all night um so and we've got some good local talent uh, from hamilton playing as well um we're going to be at bridgeworks studio uh, Tim Potosik is the owner there. He's also running the festival site and in charge of all the uh, musical acts, uh, you know, during festival week. And uh, his Bridgework studio is second to none. It's wired for sound. It's actually a, a, a production uh, venue. And I've been there for live concerts before and watching, uh, you know, it's it's going to be so much fun. It's perfect spirit of Edmonton, a little smaller than we're used to. Um, mm -hmm. About 600 people, you know, we're used to 2,000. <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's a little bit smaller than what we're used to but um you know the bands when i tell them that this is where we're going they're excited they know the venue and uh, it'll be uh it's going to be just a great uh, thursday friday and saturday outstanding you know spirit usually kicks off what five ish on the thursday we're opening the doors at 4 p.m and Excellent. uh you know we want everybody to be there thursday at four what we've noticed over the years and you know Thursday night is homecoming for CFL fans. Uh, we haven't seen each other. Mostly we haven't seen each other over the course of the year. You know, this this kind of format has brought us closer together. But um, to be live and in person, uh, sharing a high five, sharing a hug, you know, uh, cheersing each other, 
Um, and that's the beautiful part of the spirit of Edmonton and why I'm so proud to represent and to run it is that we don't care what you're wearing. You know, wear in your, wear your alouettes, wear the Concord uniform, wear a Stout yes. Peters uniform, you know, wear it all. We want you in our room. Like I said, we're best friends until kickoff, you know, and uh, whatever happens at after kickoff, whatever. But um, we just love representing uh, the CFL and, uh, and representing the city of Edmonton and the Edmonton Elks. Outstanding. So, boys, uh, opens at four o'clock. What time can we expect you guys to be there? Uh, as soon as the CFL awards finish, because it's typically that also is on the Thursday night, <laughs> right? I'm I early. Have to be I'm there early. One. Yeah, come yeah, early, grab a drink, then go. I suppose I come to our room first. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's okay. that is definitely a possibility. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Cliffy, do you are you coming in on the Wednesday? Yes. Okay. And Capper, are you making it to the Grey Cup this year? I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. I, no plans are set yet. I think if, if I would come in, it would either be on the Friday or the Saturday. Okay. Okay. Spirit's so, still open. That's right. It's very important. Yeah, we're there. We're ready for you. <laughs> Jerry's always ready. He's ready. He's got like sociable every minute. Like, there you go. Yeah, I've got yeah. that going. Um, speaking of that, um, what do you have any... Um, Oh, here I'm here. I'm taking your question, Mike. Sorry. No worries. Uh, we ahead. talked about the breakfasts, um, <laughs> and it's really an iconic thing. Uh, for those that have, are uninitiated, can you just lay out what happens at the breakfast at the Spirit of Edmonton? Yeah, you know, it's um, the breakfast starts at eight o'clock Saturday morning, but it really never finishes from Friday night. We right. we call it a breakfast <laughs> because it's eight o'clock Saturday morning. <laughs> you know, the the band. Every time we negotiate the band for Saturday, I say, are you guys going to be okay to sing at seven o'clock or seven 30 Saturday morning? You know, because I want to make sure they're not up till four in the morning, Friday night, you know, and then coming over to our venue. Um, and the nice thing about being in Hamilton, we were there two years ago. And so we've booked uh, fiddlesticks, which is the band that we had at our breakfast nice. two years ago. So they know what they're up against. <laughs> and, um, they'll, they'll be playing our room on Friday night, but we have them the, uh, the early set so they can go home, relax their voices and come back for seven 30 live on stage. Um, you know, and then from seven 30, right till noon, you know, if you haven't been there before, it's, it's just nonstop variety of entertainment. It's like watching, I'm going to say, I'm not going to compare it to the Academy Awards, but it's like watching the Academy Awards because there's not a second where you can just sit back and relax because there's so much live entertainment and you get so fired up watching whether it's an Irish dance team or a pipe band or every cheer team that comes through, um, you know, and then when there's nothing going, the band comes back on stage and the dance floor is packed. And it's, I look at my watch and I go, Jesus, it's nine 20 in the morning on a Saturday. And there's people dancing and going crazy and sluice juice is flowing and the bacon and eggs are being consumed. And <laughs> it's just, it's, it's really, if, if for those that haven't come, you've got to just, experience it one time and you'll be oh, shaking yeah. your head just like I do. And I've been doing this since this is my 10th year now of uh, running the show and, and, uh, and since 2010 being part of the spirit. So it's, uh, nice. it's an amazing, every weekend at Grey Cup is all brand new to me. That's oh. awesome. Have uh, the Alouette boys, have you been to a spirit breakfast? Capper? No, no, I have not. Oh, I have see. Not. Yeah. We need to make that happen one day. Yep. yep. No, no, for sure, for sure. Has happened. And what about you, Cliff? 
Uh, I have not, uh, and I'll, I'll be completely honest. I, I, I look at the price point and the fact that it's like early Saturday morning, but I, I look at the price point and I say, for, for that amount of money, I expect to get like hand relief with my breakfast, but you know, <laughs> um, that is well, not an option. The, the, the one thing is, is no. what you do get is, um, you know, like you get to borrow bacon and eggs for a bit and then <laughs> yeah. you, get to, you get to have uh, enough trust me the, the sluice juice keeps coming <laughs> even, when you, even when you think it's going to run out it's back and uh, and then you get to continue to see now the really the fun thing for me is the last couple of times i've done this is i've gone straight from the spirit of edmonton room to the cfl fans fight cancer event yes and then you spend a bunch of more money because you, nothing matters <laughs> at that point it's wonderful <laughs> it's an amazing yeah. saturday um yeah, yeah you need to you need to join us for that um jerry are you are you guys having i know in calgary i think was the first time that you had like the big band right as the breakfast ended um are you doing that again this year and you don't have to tell me what no, the band is just what that was we're going gonna, on. no we're gonna take some time this year it's um okay. Green there's day. two reasons uh, first of all we're two different <laughs> <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert well done um, yeah. but i heard carrie underwood's not doing anything saturday morning <laughs> Wait a but, you're based uh, in Alberta. How do you not get Nickelback to do this? <laughs> uh, they just they don't get invited. <laughs> um, no, you know what? It's it's really hard on our team. Like, there's only 14 of us, right? That, that put this party on. So mm, when true. we finish Friday night at 1:30, we clean up the room, reset the room, you know, for Saturday morning. But we have to be back at breakfast at six o'clock to start mixing sluice juice. So there's every year I laugh about this because every year I go to the, my hotel, I have a shower at four in the morning, I plug in my phone and at five 30, my phone's 30% charged and I got to get ready to go for another 20 hour shift, you know? So uh, this year, no, we're not starting at noon uh, because the venues are so far apart. Um, okay. We're upper Hamilton for breakfast and, and downtown uh, for the evening show. So we're going to take a couple hours off and uh, we'll probably open the room at two o'clock, which really, that means we're just going to be taking an Uber from Michelangelo <laughs> down to Bridgeworks <laughs> to uh, to reload the bars and, and get going again. Um, but we're not uh, we're not doing what we did in Calgary or last year in Regina. We're just going to, you know, uh, take an hour or two and let some of our volunteers go refresh. And it's funny because I always say you don't appreciate fresh shoes and fresh socks after a, after a breakfast but just go home and change your shoes and change your socks and come back because you got another 15 hours ahead of you pro tip. <laughs> that is that is a pro tip um we talked about uh well we talked about entertainment at the gray cup and you, you mentioned you know both carrie underwood and uh and green day how's everybody feeling about the other entertainment that's going on in and around uh the gray cup this year like I know Jerry, you guys always have a, a you know obviously a big show, but um, some big names come into Hamilton. How, what? How do you feel about that with the with coming to Green? I Bay? love it. It's again, it's true Canadiana. We're just lucky to be part of it, you know. And uh, people want to come and see, you know, again, great Edmonton talent um, with Tallboy. You want to see? Uh, uh, we've got four or five Hamilton bands now playing between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, and um, no, I, it's fantastic. There's nothing. There's no excuse for anybody. Um, you know, in Hamilton or right across our great country to not go to Hamilton and experience. And, it, you know, some of you might say it's expensive. It's not, a, it's not expensive to go see what you're going to see. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Capper, what do you feel about the, the Grey Cup 
entertainment that they've announced so far. Uh, I, uh, it's funny, you know, Cliff and I were doing our flight deck live from Ottawa, and I joked to Cliff. Uh, you know, I said, well, what was the name of that song that, you know, that, that Green Day sings? And we had not heard, obviously, the announcement hadn't been made yet. So we were like, and then, we, mm. you know, when September ends, obviously. But uh, you know what? I I actually love this. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Canadiana. It doesn't have to be. It's just this is something that the CFL really is trying to make an effort at. Yes. Um, less last year. Um, but, you know, I mean, but... Uh, I think they're doing a great job with it. I mean, it's, I don't care who it is. Let's just make it a fun week, fun weekend. And then let's surprise everybody with uh, who they're going to have for halftime. That's, that's all, that's really all that matters. Absolutely. Cliffy, how are you feeling? Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, that, that is a hell of a get as far as I'm concerned, getting green day. And I, I know when they announced Carrie Underwood, I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of with the theme of the CFL as they tend to tend to lean a little more country and, you know, for all intents and purposes, yes, she is a, a country singer. Does do pop, but is primarily a country singer. But still, a big enough name that, like, wow, wait, 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 that's Friday night. Yeah. Okay, so whoever whoever they get on fr Sunday, they're gonna have to knock it out of the park because, like, especially after last year with uh, that, you know, mishmash of country people, <laughs> two members of Florida Georgia Line. I don't know if they're Florida or Georgia or right. the line, but. <laughs> I think just you know, a line at this point. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess after that, and again, I'm, I'm putting it down. It, it is what it is. But I mean, after that, it's like, okay, you really got to knock it out of the park with this one. So, I had heard rumblings about Green Day. I'm like, that. That's I, just no. Man, way. If they could, if they could pull that off, that'd be amazing. But I just don't see it happening. And then lo and behold, like Tim said, after we did Flight Deck Live, we're we're going through our socials. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. <laughs> it's like, wow. Can you think of, though, the bar that they are setting for next year? Right. Yeah. I mean. In Vancouver? Yeah. When, especially when Vancouver's had such big opening acts on, on their big, you know, on their first home opener games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. There, is a, there is a rumor going around. If Montreal does host the East semifinal. Seth Jordan. No, I don't know. No, I've heard <laughs> they, they suppose the, the supposedly the PKP of, uh, effect is in full force. I've heard rumblings that they're trying to do something for halftime for our for if we do host if we do host. Wow, so, yeah. amazing! I mean, first we had o, o, you know, OLP first, and now question mark. If they want to bring them back, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you're you're fine with OLP. I I know that, and I'd be good with that too. Um, it'd be harder though after you lose this weekend, so we'll have to see how that plays out, and then we'll go from there. Um, I know it's not actually going to happen. I just need to take some shot. I just need to Valentine it up a little bit. Come on, it's fine. <laughs> While you're here, hey, listen, listen, I got I got faith in our man VA is going to curb stomp the little kitty cats out in Hamilton. So. Yeah, and yeah. then it won't be, yeah, it won't have to worry and, about it. And then our game will just be a formality. And like, Perfect. And we'll be like, I just hope both teams have fun. Then you That's can, right. then, then you can lose on purpose, much less just because you were going <laughs> to. That'd be fine. I mean, uh, give us something. Come on now. Yeah, because you love us point. so much. We, we, need, hey, we need to We gave you Gino Lewis. What more do you want? You, you heard Jerry. Like when we leave the when we leave the stadium smiling, it's so much better. Like you could just it's it's just a small thing to ask. It's yeah, whether it's painted paint, exactly whether it's painted on or you've just taken, you know, anyways. Um <laughs> hey, I have a question. I, I got a question for Jerry, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, it, no, it, go ahead. Obviously, the Alouettes really have not had any 
they, they, they've had parties sparsely from year to year. If you were to suggest to somebody in Montreal who would have wanted to start up something similar to what your organization does, what would you suggest? They could go to they could go to any other CFL team's party room and take a look at what they do because it's I they've they pretty much copied what the spirit has done for forty nine years. <laughs> and and that's not a slight, that's it's something to be proud of. But um it's uh you need to have a national following. Like I said, you know, when we talked earlier about our Sunday gig coming up here, we're doing it for Edmontonians because the majority of Edmontonians don't know exactly what the spirit of Edmonton does at Grey Cup because our database is 37,000 people across Canada, you know, and even some of the old fashioned, um, you know, when, when the Baltimore had a team and Sacramento had a team, they're still coming up to Canada yeah. and hanging out at the spirit of Edmonton, it's true. you know, so it's, it's longevity. It's, uh, it's a lot of work, man. Like it's, uh, it's a second full-time job for, for us that run it, but, um, you just have to be passionate and you have to open it up to every CFL fan. Don't, don't just wear the colors of the Alouettes. Don't just mm -hmm. wear the colors of, you know, your home team, open it up and make it true Canadiana. And that's, uh, that's the best thing that, that the spirit does. And that's what I would suggest, uh, for anybody, you know, trying to make it work. Riderville's done a great job because there's riders fans all over the world, you know, so they're just going to go there. But, um, a perfect example is in Calgary in 2019, um, at the BMO center, we were right next door to stamps house. Mm -hmm. And uh, to uh, six o'clock Thursday afternoon, we were lined up, and we had a room. It was fifty thousand square feet, and we had to cut it in half just to just to make it work for the production. And so we could get two thousand people in there. We had it lined up at six o'clock, and Stamps House was you could just walk in, and yeah. it's right next door in their hometown. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's just people just you know it, it's comfortable. We uh, we make it fun. We have a, I always say we have a hot tub full of beer. And when I say that, people think you fill a hot tub full of beer. I said, no, <laughs> we take the cans of beer. We put in a, a pallet full of ice and that's our cooler. We have 2000 cans of beer in a hot tub. And it's, it's just kind of like a backyard party that, you know, come on in, you know, you, you buy a token and you go up to one of us because we're all certified to be serving alcohol at our events. Um, come on in and, talk to somebody like talk to me you haven't seen me in a year you know but i'll buy you a beer i'll get you a beer i'll stick my arms down deep in that hot tub full of ice and beer and you know it's uh it's just it's just a family backyard type of party that everybody loves to be at people will it's do true. a lot of things for those tokens yep yeah <laughs> i know yep. what you're referring i know what you're referring to i still Are said we? no yeah i still said no um the um one of the questions in the chat here jerry is uh, spoiled rotten at the spirit this year you know they've they've uh spoiled rotten has been a huge huge member of our spirit family and a big part of our brand since 2010 mm -hmm. and uh this year you know we've we've made the decision to um you know not bring them to hamilton uh we're gonna give some more local talent in hamilton mm -hmm. uh, the okay. opportunity to close our shows as well as our our Edmonton, uh, our Edmonton band, uh, Tall Boy, um, but uh, next year in in Vancouver, our fiftieth anniversary, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to bring back. Uh, you know, we'll bring back some of the, uh, you know, some of the tried and true bands of the spirit of Edmonton, and and let them represent again. So uh, we're hoping the boys from Spoiled Rotten will, uh, you know, be around in Vancouver next year. But 
you know, it's, uh, you know what it's like. It's, it's getting tougher every year to, to put on the show. And, um, you know, our, our cover charge is really nothing, you yeah. know, it, it doesn't, you know, it's, uh, so yeah, we just have to mind our, mind our dollars a little bit. And unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the boys this year understood and we just, uh, we just couldn't bring it back to Hamilton. All right. Well, and then that, I mean, it sets up for all new fun and games. So that's, uh, that, that's exciting. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and we've heard a bunch of those guys at the tailgate, right? Yeah, so we already know sure. the, you know, the, 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 the covering, uh, the cover songs are great. So we'll, we'll take it. Um, yeah. Mike, any other questions in the chat that you saw here that we can uh, get across before we start talking about the game? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chris does say my first spirit breakfast resulted in Sedeking having a second hangover in one 24-hour period. <laughs> Sounds about right. So you did it right. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we got Bat Shark Repellent saying, Hi all from Toronto. Always wondered what you folks out west think about our small but passionate fan base. We're making some gains slowly but surely. Ooh. Oh, I love the Argonaut fans when they come to Edmonton. You know, you have Lori and her crew that, they're, mm -hmm. that come to town and... Yeah. Um, that's the passion that we need and you know commonwealth stadium it's what 45 or 46 years old it's still an absolutely beautiful stadium for being the age that it is not too many nhl stadiums last that long you know and and commonwealth does but it's just so freaking big yeah. <laughs> you know you don't get the intimacy you don't get that intimacy and you know we laugh because you know which side do you guys sit on the east or the west west i can okay i'm an east sider see <gasps> right now there's that division well, thank you for coming, Jerry. It's time for you to leave. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> See, that's my point. Um, but it is. It's fun. It's a little banter we have in our own city about what side do you sit on. Well, yep. who cares? You're there supporting the team and, and supporting the CFL. So uh, We don't I have love to do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be wearing a hat on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're right. It's I love the support that the uh, Argos are showing their fans and and. The guys in Montreal, your your stadium is perfect. It's a great oh. CFL stadium, you know, and your fan base there. You know, it's, uh, again, true Canadiana, true CFL. Wow. That, we appreciate that. And, and for once, someone not bitching about the air horns, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard our you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> uh cliffy tim what do you guys think about uh he was asking about the fans in uh, the passionate fan base in toronto i know you guys have been there not too long ago so yeah we were there for the eastern final last year and yes can definitely confirm that they do get loud they do get rowdy i know a lot of people still like to make jokes about not filling the stadium during the regular season and Maybe because it was the Eastern final. Maybe it was because the fact that, hey, this team could go to the Grey Cup and win the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. But they were loud and they were very proud. And I, I definitely take my hat off to them. I think what they've been doing over the past two years, like this year and last year, they've made tremendous inroads as far as making things relevant. Like, like again, especially in a city when you've got the Raptors, you've got the Maple Leafs, you've got the Blue Jays, and people seem to care more about them and the Argos are like the redheaded stepchild. And that's an unfortunate thing really, because honestly, BMO field is a great place to watch a football game. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree. The, uh, I mean, everything is there. Like what happened to Montreal when they went back to personal Molson stadium, I truly thought that was going to happen when the Argos right. moved from the sky dome or Rogers center into BMO field. I really thought you would have that same sort of Renaissance, if you will. And it's starting to happen now a little bit, but uh, 
I, I, I truly expected it to happen a lot sooner. It didn't. But as they say, winning fixes everything. And seriously, I do hope that Toronto fans like that are going to keep going to the games, win or lose. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to support a winner. There's no question about that. But when the times get tough again, and invariably they will, I sincerely hope that this fan base still sticks with their team, still is ride or die with them, because you, you know the players appreciate it. The organization appreciates it. I mean, that's that's how, you, as you talk about building that Canadiana, building that that spirit amongst CFL fans. I mean, that that to me is what makes Toronto so great is that you've got a great venue. You've got passionate fans. All you got to do is give them something to cheer about. I mean, it worked in Montreal. It worked in Ottawa. It works, it works everywhere. It should be working in Toronto. And I think now it took a little, a little more time, but I think now we're finally starting to see the fruits of that labor. I think the I think Toronto Toronto fans the fan base has kind of gotten a bad rap because I think you know like Cliff has said I think if you if you check out the history obviously of the CFL you know we, we've we've seen it report reported many times whether it be you know Sports Illustrated or, or the big publications you know talking about you know it's more seagulls and fans and the CFL has grown and that's I think that's exactly what's going to happen in Toronto they'll get back up to the, to the days of, of Rogers Center or Skydome as I still call it um <laughs> you, you know because you know they just needed to have that as Cliff said that certain thing sure it wasn't you two kicking them out you know like we like we have as part of our our history but you know but it, but still I think I think it's just a matter of of how it's perceived on TV you know it may be Maybe TSN needs to shoot the other side of the stadium where there actually are fans, you know, more fans. And it's, 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 it, it blows, it boggles my mind sometimes. But I Me loved, too. yeah, I, I loved BMO Field when I was there. It, I, I, it's a perfect football stadium, great ambiance. Uh, kind of reminds me uh, similar to Percival Molson in, in certain ways, um, even though it's a newer venue. Um, you got to love the grass field. Um, you know, it's again, uh, I think uh, I think Toronto and their fan base will get there. Um, just just got to give them some time and just support keep supporting the Argos. Awesome. And uh, I see a lot in the chat here that they're all talking about a, a game going to Montreal. Jerry, you yes. were saying that's the only city that you haven't hosted a spirit in yet. Yeah, you know what? I'd love to. I've uh, you know back in the late '90s, early 2000s, I worked for a company whose head office was Montreal, and uh, I fell in love with that city the first weekend I was there. And uh, when I became chair of the spirit, I just said, man, I, I cannot believe what the party would be like in Montreal you know, <laughs> during Grey Cup Festival. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, it's been every city now that um, that I've hosted a Grey Cup, uh, a spirit of Edmonton with, with our crew, except for Montreal. So I'm hoping, you know, I know we're going to Vancouver and then Winnipeg. And uh, I'd love to be in Montreal in, it, I guess, be 2026 or 2027. I remember, uh, Cliff, I'm sure you do too, is that how it was, how the city set it up for the last Grey Cup Festival, mostly at Plaster Canada, um, and how what they'd done there. And it's, um, yeah, if they bring, if they, we do get it back, uh, calling, let me, let me pick up the phone, I'll call PKP. Um, and maybe uh, uh, we'll get it there sooner or later. So it's, uh, I'm, You'll get your shot, Jerry. You'll get your shot. Yeah, I, I I'm getting old, this. man. This is it's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Those sluice juice tanks aren't going to fill themselves. <laughs> no, no. It, it's it's more important that uh, you know. As I say, we're all volunteers, and I have to convince my wife that I I need to take you know nine or ten days of vacation every year just to do Spirit of Edmonton stuff. Right. You know, whether I'm at Grey yeah. Cup or touring. I was in I was in Vancouver. 
two weeks ago, you know, for the Saskatchewan game, but I was also over there all day looking at venues and and uh, trying to get deals done for next year. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's a big gig. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I just thought of something. By the way, Sluice Juice and puts in. Oh, oh make it happen, baby. Oh, this is a yeah. That <laughs> oh, that's my. that yeah. is a uh, that that's a tailgate special for next year. We'll work yep. on that, right, Jerry? That you can actually, that's a great idea because yeah. we we do yeah. pretend, so uh, we can we can we can tag team this up. I, I like how I like where this is headed. Um, We've got Sluice Juice and Oktoberfest this Saturday, so. Oh. Really oh yeah look at yeah. sluice juice there sluice juice on sunday i feel like i'm gonna have a very dark weekend but it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be great take monday off now <laughs> exactly um all right gents let's uh let's move forward to our game um that we had this past weekend we um yeah, well, well, we'll just talk about it really briefly. Yeah. Uh, Elks fall to the Argos, thirty-five to twelve, uh, and uh, are officially eliminated from the playoff picture. Um, there were some bright spots uh, for the Elks, yeah. but uh, Toronto found a way to celebrate that hundred and fiftieth. Well, um, I loved how they had all the old guys out, um, and even I was like, "Man, I." That is cool. <laughs> How many of them were were Toronto and Edmonton? Like it was yeah. just, yeah, it, that part was was really really cool. But um, unfortunately, not the win that we were hoping for. So, Jerry, tell me what you saw in that game that kind of stood out for you. You know what? They looked really, they looked good. I'm not gonna say really good. They looked good. Yeah. The pick six killed us. hundred percent. Yeah, that was all of a sudden. Like I'm excited. I'm 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 up. You know, uh, we're watching it outside on the TV and, you know, the beers are flowing and no sluice juice because I can't drink sluice juice outside the Grey Cup because it makes me not want it. But it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> but you're, I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, man, you know what? They might just pull this sucker off. And then just the pick six and it hurt so much because you knew you could almost see it. You could see the boys just deflation, right? And it's unfortunate, you know, and then... Uh, uh, that's all it was it was unfortunate yeah that, that was a tough one for sure capper yeah. did you watch the game i watched i, I was impressed by within the first half itself i mean it's the, the the teams were going back and forth in the first half but just i i guess yeah i guess the celebration took everything out of everybody else so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because because it, it what you got it was close in the first uh, halftime though, guys. I mean, there, there, yeah. there was yeah. some positives. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. again, as we've seen, one one or two things just just just, just happen to go the wrong way. Yeah, and yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cliffy, yeah, just so uh, it, it just goes to show that you know Chad Kelly definitely is the leader of this. Argos team and he definitely is going to make sure that everybody knows who the hell he is especially when it comes time for voting for most outstanding player but fair Trey Ford man like, oh yeah that play of the game you're, you're talking about the future like this is <laughs> this is the guy I there, there's no question and as a side how pissed are you that Chris Jones basically kept this guy shelved for like the first part of the season like that yeah. that to me just seems so egregious more than anything else. I mean, well, I don't actually, know. I, 
Correct. Yeah, go, Mike. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's not just Trey Ford. It's switching to Jarius Jackson, which made a large portion. I don't know how well he would have done under Stephen McAdoo's offense. Um, McAdoo's offense is not the same as Jarius's at all. And I think that would have made a big difference. And you wanted to put him in, in a position where he was ready to succeed. And I think that made a big difference. I don't know what would have happened had we put him in in week three, for example. Um, I think they put him in... At this point, you're down nine losses. Yeah, uh, put him in and see what you, he can do, and and give a bright spot for that second half of the season. Um, the first season was all about finding some of the right players. I think we found a lot of them. The second season was making sure we had the right players in the right spots and the right coaches. And I think that's that's what we're going to do going into year three of the Jones version two. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Super fan, what about the rest of the game? Uh, well, I mean, you and I talked about it. Gavin Cobb's coming out party. hundred oh, percent. Uh, yeah. Absolutely outstanding. Great to see, uh, the Victoria boy get his first professional touchdown. Mm -hmm. uh, and what a play, uh, oh. watching Trey scramble around like that. And we all just thought, okay, that's it. He's done. Yeah, I thought he was going to run into the ref. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, whoops, the right guy there. I'll just run over here and then, oh, turn around and look, oh, you missed. Oh, there's a guy. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. just And it's just incredible. Um, and the other thing was just watching Trey have fun in the game. Um, yes. You know, he yeah. ran, uh, you know, ran into touch, uh, slipped on the track and then got up and stomped on it and then had this big <laughs> smile. Another time, he, you know, he, he runs to the sidelines and it's the Toronto sidelines. And then he starts fist bumping guys in the sidelines. <laughs> Just he's one of those guys that you just can't help but absolutely love, not just for his play on the field, but everything he does off the field. And he just seems to be such a great leader. It's been absolutely fantastic to see. And I think the city has got a bit of uh, Trey fever. How does he keep on pulling off these Madden type plays, though? I mean, it's just it's phenomenal to watch on TV. Absolutely. The guy's an an amazing athlete, and absolutely I think that's what we're seeing every game. Is he's starting to learn. Uh, like the game still has to slow down for him. He's only played nine games. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, it's one thing that I think we forget when you watch is because sometimes he just pulls off these, um, um, you know, amazing plays like that. You think, yeah. well, that's, you know, that's a guy that's, that's been, but yeah, he's only played nine. He's only started nine games. Right. So um, it's going to take some time, for, but when the game actually starts slowing down for him, you thought the Madden plays were there now. Yeah, like it uh, started I, to, but uh, it's yeah. more to go. Exactly. He's a cheat. He's a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what you said. But, um, was it Jerry Modijon put that yeah. out? Ah, but, but, yeah. but can he onside punt? Mm. Well, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, we need Jeshwin entry for that. Um, now, question for you. Since he's, he, since yep. he's rocking the deuce, and I can ask this because Kayla's not here. <laughs> Would you say arguably he is one of the best to wear the number two? I'm not no. saying the best, but no, no, no. You no. Gizmo Williams wore number two. Correct. I was about to say you got shut down <laughs> real quick, Cliff. No, no, no. I, <laughs> that's kind of where I was leaning to. But yes, I. We know about Gizmo. We know about Fred Stamps, but it's yeah. It's he, still he's, too, too, he's got uh, a way soon, to get. He's got a way ways to go before two becomes his. Yeah, yeah, like permanently yeah, is, great, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's perfect because us, a good example is us this year, Junior Lewis last year and Shedler Fervius wearing 87 also. So I know what you're talking, we know what you're talking about. Right. right. It's, like, it's, like, it's all, so, it's, a, good. it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure to live up to a certain number for a lot of fans. So 
My, I saw him wearing the number two. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. That, to me, that's confidence. That's believing in yourself, betting on yourself, however you want to phrase it. But to me, that that's why I took note of that and I thought, okay, then let's hope you live up to it. I, I would say so far, he's it doesn't look out of place. Let's put it that way. I forget. I mean, James Franklin wore number two. Come on. Correct. Correct. He was very good, by the way. Yeah. Problem is, I uh, yeah, except <laughs> he's got fourteen there, so that kind of threw me off. <laughs> that was the that was the first year. That was the rookie year. Yeah, that yeah. was two after that. He's no um, Jeff Treplin. I'll just say that. That's fair. Yeah, you're just making yeah. up names now. I know how this yeah. works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I when he decides to um, you know return a punt for the first time ever and gets one of those, then it'll start to you know it'll start to look like number two again. I, if he gets, I a return wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Actually, like <laughs> okay, he's got speed. You never know. You never know. Um, I I do want to. Means Agar's going to pick his dome. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I had no idea what you said, and then I'm like, oh, now I've, that my brain caught up to what that what you had said in that moment. Yeah, you of all yeah. people should know what that I means. should know what that means. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to say that uh, I, I thought AC Leonard, Jake Sresna had big games again, yep. both sacks again for both of them. Uh, I loved seeing Alumba back on the field and he yes. had some great moments and he was running all over the field and excited, which is awesome. Uh, one thing though, that I, I, I do have to say after these last two games, the O-line has struggled more as we get against those higher level front sevens. And we're going to talk about this in a second, how I'm a little worried about that this weekend. Uh, the the O-line has struggled five sacks in this game, uh, obviously seven the week before against BC. Yeah. Um, now, some of those sacks are, are, again, we just talked about Trey learning the game. He's holding onto the ball a tad too long Absolutely. in some situations. But there is lots of situations where he gets the ball and running for his life immediately. Like, there's yeah. no... so. Um, I'll be curious to see how they adapt for that as they get into these last couple of games and, and what that looks like in the off season for sure. So, uh, so it should be rather interesting. Uh, we did have, uh, one release today, the practice roster Malik flowers, yeah. uh, was released, uh, but nothing, uh, to note cause we hadn't really seen him on the field. So Just PR. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now we're going to get into our game preview because we have a big game this weekend and we have two guys here that are coming out to watch their team lose at Commonwealth Stadium, which is amazing. Uh, I appreciate that they're traveling all this way and spending that money for that. That's 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 amazing. Uh, no, I'm just come on. Come on. Give it to me. Uh, we need something. Exactly. Capper and Cliffy, um, Al's Nation must be feeling pretty good right now. You know you've got the playoff game. It's very likely you're going to be hosting the um, the, the, the home Center. playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Um, tell us what you're feeling about the team right now. Cliffy, let's start with you. I mean, from everything we've seen this year, and my God, what, what, when it comes time for us to do our year in review, like you go all the way back to February – where I think things arguably could not have gone worse for Alouette's nation. <laughs> what a complete and utter, and Gina Lewis said it, I'll clean it up a little bit, poop show. <laughs> to see, wow. to go from, the, to go from that, <laughs> to go from that, to where we just, we, we were at the game yesterday, where, I mean, everything was firing on all cylinders. It was fun. It was exciting. The fans were into it big time. Like 
people love football here in Montreal. So the onus is truly on PKP and the Alouettes organization to provide winning football. And I think for the most part, they've done that. It hasn't been pretty. This team is still very much the best of the second tier, if you mm. will. But yeah, I think things now are starting to really fall into place the way that we expected it to. And maybe it should have been done sooner, but now things are where they are. And the momentum that's on Montreal side right now is, it's palpable. I mean, and you get the feeling just talking with the players after the game too, like they expected to be here. They expected to have this. They, in fact, they expected better, but they expected to be a playoff team and are willing to prove themselves over and over again. And just when you, you talk about the, the amazing plays that these guys are making, they're just like, yeah, we, we, we practice for this. We trained for this. This is what we came to expect. And my God, like from what we've seen so far this year, I, I mean, there is a lot to like. I mean, if you're an Alouettes fan, you have to be pleased with everything that's happening and feeling very confident going into this weekend to hopefully nail down, you know, be guaranteed of getting that Eastern semifinal game, hosting it at Percival Wilson Stadium. There, what I'm feeling right now with this team, there is so much to like. There really is. I mean, we've come a long way to get here, but my gosh, it is, it, it's been a ride. Would you, would you not say, Tim? Oh, for sure. I mean, the team is, has been very streaky this year. I mean, but I mean, the main thing for me is that I think what me, what most people need to forget is that this really was a brand new team at the beginning of the year. It really, really was. I mean, I mean, uh, for, especially from wide receivers to a lot of guys on the defense, you know, on the defense, um, you know, it hasn't been, nothing's been perfect. I mean, but the team has overcome adversity. I mean, all the injuries that this team has had, Guys have stepped up. Guys we've never heard of before coming, you know, from the practice roster and just being able to ball out. Guys who have finally come back from from injury, like a Tyson Philpot, has finally gotten to, to connect with Cody Fajardo. So it's, you know, one guy goes down, another, the next guy has stepped up. That's the thing. And I think in one of the biggest coups of the year is that the Owls picking up Sean Lemon. Uh, hundred yeah. percent, and and Darnell Stanky, yeah. Be, because it's look at the difference that this defense has made over the past couple of, of games. I mean, it, it, everything aside, you know, yes, the Owls are zero and seven versus the top tier. They're nine and zero versus the the right. the rest of the, the league. Rest. But still, I, I I've been very impressed. I think Cliff, you were asked this earlier. I think at the at the game this past week, uh, how were you when it came to uh, Cody Fajardo? versus trevor harris last year and you're very positive on it because you know i'm a guy i think i would i would have taken cody really over trevor harris little it seems to be a little bit more uh, of a different quarterback uh more less dink and dunk cut type of quarterback but mm -hmm. i i really am impressed another thing too is that just jason moss um what a lot of people don't know is that you know, remember Mark Tressman, he had his his whole thing, win the day type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, Alouette, the Alouette's coaching staff, especially Coach Moss, they've come up with this. this and it, nothing has been revealed yet at all, even to even to us, even though we've tried to ask so many times. But they've come out. If you if you look on TV or on post game stuff, they had they've made up this patch. They, and all the players are wearing it. And there's there are different significance within the city, to the team, to uh, Alouette's history, just based off that one thing. And that's that's what Coach Moss is trying to preach. Once we finally hear what the explanation is, 
I'm sure we'll all get it because you can see sort of Easter eggs here and there within the actual logo itself. But uh, it's the way Coach Moss came in. Um, it, again, weird off season, but you know what? I wouldn't have had chosen another head coach to take us tickets to where we're going. Mm. Yep. I still like Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty, pretty hard. Not I, I, I get I get when you guys back in the day, you would talk about him being awesome. Mm-hmm. I yes. Get that now. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, seems unfair. I, oh. I like the fact that they're now focusing on him as a coach and not yeah. talking about all the things extraneous to that, you know, Oh, he beat up a gator egg jug or, you know, throwing his headset or water just exploding kind of thing. They're actually just letting him coach and talking with him as a coach, which I think he deserves because he's an outstanding offensive mind. Yeah. And, and I think, for, I think for once at one time, cause I think, remember he he came here as a, as a starter, I think back in 07, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And there were talks of him not wanting to be here. It looks like he wants to be here obviously now. So yeah. I mean, it's, I, I can't complain. I think it's the glasses. The glasses calmed him down. That's what it was. Oh, so it's like that, the reverse that was, Superman. That, that's right. Yeah, he just puts it on. That just becomes just coach. Just uh, that's it. He's yeah. rock. He's rocked some pretty interesting glasses this year. I right? will admit. Yeah, he has done that. Um, I I, I want to ask you guys just before we get to this game because I know last game or yesterday, <laughs> as as it might be, you guys had your first fan meetup uh, mm-hmm. before the game. How'd that go? I think really well. I think we, we put it out there not knowing, like maybe we'd get one person, maybe we get a hundred people who knows. And uh, admittedly the weather played a big factor in the whole tailgate experience as a whole, but we, I, I'm pleasantly surprised with the turnout we got uh, very appreciative of each and every person that did show up and rock their flight deck shirts. Uh, it was awesome. awesome to meet a lot of people. There's quite a few people that we had interacted with on online on social media but never actually got to meet face to face, which I thought was really awesome. It's, it's always awesome. It's like when people come up to you, like, Hey man, I know you from the, the podcast, you know, you guys do a great job. Like we appreciate that. That that's, that's huge. And that tells me that, yeah, it's more than just our moms listening to the pro- podcast. As I said, <laughs> it's yesterday, like there, there, there's people that truly, truly do listen to us and we, appre- we truly do appreciate it. So I, I, we would like more people. Absolutely. But for the ones that did show up, we are very, very grateful that they did. And it was definitely a lot of fun. I mean, the tailgate atmosphere in Montreal is second to none. And the fact that we were able to pair up with the tailgate crew in Montreal to be able to present this fan meetup, it, as far as I'm concerned, it was huge. It, to me, that was the key to the success was making sure that people knew about it, make sure to come out and see us and interact with us. And even when talking with people online throughout the fan meetup, like the ones that couldn't be there because they weren't in Montreal, like, you can see that there's a lot of excitement for it as well. So I'm once again, extremely thankful to each and everyone who showed up or participated online or however it was that you interacted with us. To me, I think it was success and it's something that we can build on as well. I can promise you this will not be the last fan meetup that we do. I think it was cool. Cause there was also the season ticket member day guys uh, this past oh. Saturday. Um, we had one guy come up and actually say, Hey, you're, you're Tim Capper and you know, you're, you're Cliffy D. Um, it's after eight, you know, eight seasons of, of doing this, uh, this great show of ours. I'm, I'm just, it was nice to, for guys to say, you know what, like I said, we do have people actually listening to us. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it was fun. It was fun. I, I, I agree with Cliff, you know, whether it was one or, or a hundred, at least I would have been happy if just one person had showed up. I was, and 
it it, it exceeded my expectations. So it's uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll be doing it again. Well, I will tell you that if you can fit that sign in your bag, I, we will put it up at the tailgate so that people know you guys are there. I'm happy to put it up uh, because uh, we know we've got people coming to talk to us and, and we would love for them to meet you guys. Because if you're already listening to podcasts, you might as well listen to that one too. Yeah. It's, uh, Honey, get yeah, the right. luggage. We're taking the sign. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's get into this game setup. Um Final home game of the 2023 season for the Elks uh, this Saturday at 2 p.m., which means the tailgate will open between 11 and 11.30, somewhere in that range, right, Superfan? Yep, that's and uh, And tell us, Mike, what are we going to have with Montreal in town? Well, specifically with these two gentlemen joining us, uh, I thought we'd challenge ourselves a little bit, and we are going to attempt to recreate Montreal smoked meat sandwiches. So I've got a brisket upstairs curing. It's been curing for a little over a week now. It should be about two weeks. By the time mm. we get it ready to steam, we're going to smoke it for about six hours, steam it, uh, serve it on some good rye bread with hopefully some mustard and pickles, and uh, the boys can tell us how we did. I'm excited. I, I'm... <laughs> you, you know, like, and I see it throughout Canada too, like Montreal-style smoked meat. And I, I look at that sometimes I'm like, Oh, bless your heart. But <laughs> it's pastrami. From, from you shut your whore mouth. No, no, I mean the stuff they're serving that they're calling Montreal smoked meat. Oh, it's oh. more often than not it's pastrami. I'm like, no, this is yeah. not Montreal you're, smoked meat. You're, you're right. I, I apologize for my outburst. But, uh, <laughs> you know hey, wait a minute. Smoked meat, and how about if we bring Cliff or smuggle some Saint Vieter bagels? There we go. Ooh, I Ooh. like this. I, 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 I think we can arrange this. I, I think this is something that's doable. Yeah, Porter doesn't oh. need to know. I like this. I like this. Okay, we can. Uh, it's like we have to declare it through customs, right? So yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I like how this is headed. This is yep. exciting. Um, so even more reasons to join us at the tailgate yes. at eleven thirty uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, the flight deck crew will be on hand. Jerry and Spirit of Edmonton will be on hand. So yes. there will be sluice juice around. There will be. Drinks, Capper, I need to stop and grab some more of that strawberry uh, cider for us. Oh, so we will be baby. all set to go. Yeah, No so, boats, baby. Yes, that's sir. right. They're going to have a, a ton of that. All right. Now, I feel like as we go around the room, there's going to be a lot of different opinions on what we're watching in this game. Um, but Jerry, Here, let me we... start it off by this. Okay. I just looked this up. Would you believe the Alouettes are only a one-point favorite? Oh, I'm dead serious. I'm looking at the line now for draft. That's King. a coin flip. One oh. point favorite with an over under of 48. Well, it's going to make the pickums really fun. So this is going to be amazing. Um, okay. So why don't we, uh, so I'll, I'll put this out now because we, we don't pick against the Elks on this show, but we will do a, a prop <laughs> bet. So if you have prop bet ideas, throw them in the chat. Oh, Mike, just put that in there. Uh, look, yep. Way ahead of me, super fans. Amazing. Yep. Not just a hat rack. And uh, I appreciate uh, you putting that in, but yeah, give us some uh, prop bet ideas. Uh, we are going to let uh, our guests pick which prop bet we are going to go with, and I will set the line and we'll go around and, and go from there. So, Jerry, we have not heard from you in a while. What are you going to be watching at this game on Saturday? I want to know if it's an elk brisket that you're serving, Mike. Oh, <laughs> if only. <laughs> that, that seems counterproductive. It does. Okay. Okay. Opinion. That's right. No, yeah, exactly. no, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm just hoping they're um, not. I, I, I would go um, Cornelius uh, two touchdowns this game. 
Oh, you think he's gonna lean in for a couple? Oh, I don't. Yeah, mind I think so. I think so. All right then, that's something. That's something to watch. I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. All right, Capper, what are you watching in this game? Um, <laughs> well, no, no. For what I'm watching is because we noticed something post game uh, this past week. And we know that uh, William Stanbeck has done well as of late, and we know he was off last week because of the because uh, of his illness and whatnot. So, with all honesty, guys, uh, besides if Cody stays consistent, which he has been, I mean, you got to admit the last couple of games. I mean, it's what no more than six incompletions, I think, per game. But it, it doesn't matter how many. You know, he's maybe a one touchdown here and an interception here, but. The running game, will, I think, will be interesting. Owls, I think, are going to be only having a, potentially two practices, most likely just one before they come to Edmonton. I'm curious to see what the running game is going to be. Will William Stanwick be back? Mm. Who will back him up? Because the issue was Jeshwin Antwi did have a lower body injury, and that is a Canadian ratio breaker. Mm-hmm. So... To me, it's looking at the running game. I, I mean, Cody and, and our wide receivers. I, you know, I'm 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 happy with where I am, and especially as I said earlier with him and Tyson Philpott, and especially the other guys, you know, Tyler Sneed, et cetera, et cetera. So that Mac um, guy's all right. No, and that, yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm looking specifically at the running game. I again, not knowing what's happening, because I say Walter Fletcher. Where I was talking to Walter Fletcher after the game too. He brought up that point of the ratio breaker, just in case if Jeshwin can't play. You know, would the Owls try to go with two American running backs? Curious to know what other dominoes would happen to fall, would have to fall if that would be the case. So, mm, that is a good thing to watch for sure. Cliffy, uh, well, since Tim covered the offensive side of things, I'll I'll go defense. Uh, we've got two absolute studs that are rookies that are making their case to be the Alouettes nominee for rookie of the year or most outstanding rookie, I should say. And could honestly, I could see them at one of these guys easily at the CFL awards coming up later this year. Reggie Stubblefield and Lawal Ugalak mm-hmm. have both come alive Fantastic. over the past few weeks. They have done absolutely amazing. Uh, Ugalak, let's not forget was the first one of the first round draft picks. The Alouettes had this year uh, came into camp late, played absolutely outstanding uh, over the past couple of weeks uh, to the point where, you know, we, we were able to say goodbye to Jamal Davis, which a a move that I'm afraid may end up costing the Alouettes in the long run, but Ugalak has definitely come alive and just played some absolutely outstanding football. He's being flanked by Sean Lemon. The two of them, he Lemon has really taken this young man under his wing and shown him how to be a CFL player. And Lawal has definitely, answered the call several times. Whereas Reggie Stubblefield, this is a great story. Last day of training camp, he was one of the final cuts. He was on the, on the practice roster last year, came into camp, played really, really solid, but the numbers game got to him and he was one of the cuts. And that normally that's usually where the story ends, but a couple of injuries happened to the Alouettes and Stubblefield is repatriated. And Man, he he <laughs> he has played so outstanding. He, he interceptions, forced fumbles, uh, sacks. I mean, the, the, whatever the, you need him to do, he's able to do it defensively. He has been all over the place. He plays like his hair is on fire. He he he's just done an absolutely outstanding job this year. I mean, to the point where, like, between those two guys and Tyler Sneed, like 
Yelowitz are going to have a really hard time trying to pick who's going to be the representative for most outstanding rookie. But defense, like this, this team lives and dies by its defense. And for Ugalak and Stubblefield to play the way that they have over the past few weeks has been nothing short of sensational. And I want to see if those guys turn in yet another outstanding performance just to further their case at saying, hey, it's me. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's going to be the most outstanding rookie for the Alouettes. And we can't, we can't forget about Dequau, as we have labeled him. Uh, yeah, Mark, yeah De Dequau. We've called him Dequau. Hashtag Dequau. Um, nice. yeah, yeah, so. Again, yeah, he's, was, he's had a good I, year. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that to me, as far as I'm concerned, that's your most, like, for the Eastern nominee of most outstanding Canadian, you got to go with Dequau. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you're welcome for that Edmonton boy in Uguak. So uh, that's good. Uh, in a couple of years when his contract comes up and he wants to move home. Oh, there we go. That. That's fine. Um, we, talk, we talked to him and he's really excited in coming and playing at home. He really was. Oh, I can imagine. I yeah. My, uh, my son played with his brothers. So, oh, cool. Uh, okay. So it's kind of wild, right? There is a bit yeah. of a, a you, you don't forget the last name. So that's how you yeah. that's how I know <laughs> that. Yeah. And I was the guy calling the game. So I can tell you, I don't forget the last name. Ah, I didn't make sure I pronounced it. Uh, super fan, what are you watching in this game? Uh, to me, this game's going to come down to that front seven of Montreal versus our uh, offensive line. And, and probably, uh, let's be honest, the uh, blocking of our running back or a tight end is going to have to be in there very often um it, we had a very poor rushing game in the last uh last game against toronto um, both, both the last games bc and yeah toronto, absolutely really, yeah. i mean we had six rushes for 10 yards from kevin brown yeah that is absolutely atrocious when he was hitting you know getting close to 200 yards yes. in the game um and and that's gonna be tough and then on the other side of the ball who is gonna be our our starting three linebackers yeah, like there are a lot of changes that have been going on. Uh, I know who Ken, who's in the chat, had messaged me earlier today, and linebackers were Purifoy, Jones, and Konar. <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't McCon instill as McCon much. got back in for one week. Yeah, and then not so much, and uh, and of course Niles Morgan, yeah. who is probably our yeah. best defensive player. Yeah, yeah, Jones well, is great, yeah. but it is yeah. a bit of a step down. So, yeah, oh, I agree. Like, like Niles just controls that middle differently. Yeah. And I mean, Jones is learning. Absolutely. And yep. and I, I do like the way he hits. He does actually wrap guys and take them down, which I, which I do enjoy. Um, but there's not many people who can fly over the middle on those short yardage, like Niles Morgan. Right. Yeah. Right. So a uh, definite loss for us or, or not loss, just harder in comparison to what yeah. we have. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, I am uh, I'm wondering, I want to see if they adapt because they're having the struggles with the run game. Do they adapt to find ways to give Trey more lanes to throw? Right. And is does the lesson come down this week of one, two, run or throw? Like, yeah. but, but it, there isn't one, two, three, four, then go. Like, you, you don't have that choice. Just get your first, yeah. If your first option is open, maybe you throw it away that right or is the or you the take holes off. there take off like just don't because it these yeah. last two games it seems like i know the other teams were watching for it too because he'd had the success that the three games before but it seemed like he was really just trying to stand in and throw it because the, 
after those games, everyone was saying, oh, yeah, well, he can run, but he can't really throw the ball. Right. Well, yes, he can. Yeah. But I, and I think he was trying to prove that. But I don't know that he has the protection to do that in, in this particular lineup that we have. So one, two, decide, go. Like just he threw for more yards than than Toronto combined. Right. So and Duke. So he can throw. Like I'm not I'm not not worried about that. But you don't have to prove it to us, Dre. Just run like run like the wind. It's fine. I'm happy to see that. That'd be great. Uh I'm I'm more more of that is great. Now, let's go to our pick'em for this week. Uh, there are some fun pick'ems this week. Mm. I'm, uh, I, I'm pretty excited to see what you guys think as we get into these first ones. Uh, so, first game, BC at Hamilton. It is out in the hammer. Jerry, who do you have in this game? Oh, wow. Oh, man, that's a tough <laughs> one. Like, why that's did you a pick tough me one. First? It is a tough one. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, you know... Uh, yeah, I like both teams. Like it's uh, what Hamilton team's going to show up? Um, That's very true. They're five and two. Their last seven yeah. games, they've been pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I know, I know. Which Hamilton quarterback uh, gets to start? Mm, that's a good call. Uh, great, great question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you know, VA plays the way he's been playing. Uh, that's a tough one. In in the hammer. Uh, I, I you know what I like BC. I, they're just. I think they learned a lot in the fourth quarter last week. And and we can always say, yeah, the Elks have learned a lot over the year. But BC's at a different level where they need to learn right now if they want to win. And I think they, what were they, 18 to 3 in the fourth quarter or something they were outscored? Yep. Um, something like that. And I think they realized that, oh man, we got to play tougher. We got to play harder. We got to want to win. We can't just, you know, think that the guy behind is going to make the tackle, you know? And I think, I think, I think it'll, yeah, I think BC will probably come through. All right. Good, good pick. Capper, I know which one you want. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm I, actually quite intrigued. Obviously, it's two former Iowa quarterbacks potentially going, yeah. starting head-to-head, you know, Schultz and uh, in VA. Um, uh, VA currently is playing under a system where, that he needed to be playing under in Montreal. I mean, uh, props to VA for what he's done, and, and I – you know what? He, he'll look at what happened last week. I think they'll they will uh, mend and make the correction. And didn't didn't uh, Hamilton knock them off in BC earlier in the this year? They sure did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I, it's going to be the opposite way around. I think uh, I think they will put a I think BC will put that uh, that nail in the coffin and uh, relegate uh, uh, Hamilton to third in the East for the playoffs. <laughs> not biased, of course, but that's good. No, uh, no, no, not at all, Cliffy. Yeah, I definitely think uh, like like Tim, two former Alouette quarterbacks uh, facing off against each other would be will be a lot of fun for us to watch. Uh, truthfully, I think if Hamilton's going to win this game, it's going to be because of Matthew Schiltz and not because of Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, I think uh, honestly, though, I, I think VA truly has been on a mission all year. I even said it at the start of the season, if you let him cook, you let him do his thing great things are going to happen. And sure enough, look where BC is. Like, look at yeah. look at how well they've done this year. And yeah, that, that gunslinger mentality that VA has, has worked great for him. And it's also bitten him in the ass as well. So, I mean, <laughs> something's got to give as far as that goes. I mean, something's got to happen with him, but I think he, he knows how important this time of year is. And I think he's going to, he, he wants to get everybody on board with him. He wants to show that he is very much in the MOP discussion 
and I think he's going to have himself an absolutely outstanding game. I, I think uh, Hamilton will make it competitive, but I think this is where Vernon puts his uh, further puts his stamp on this team and makes his case that yeah, we belong on top of the West. Ooh, outstanding. All right. Uh, I am also going with BC. I do. I'm agreeing with you. I think Vernon comes back and shows, oh, yeah, well, we had that game last week, but guess what? <laughs> Watch these guys go. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, BC defense is much different than Saskatchewan defense that Hamilton got last week. Like Janice just said that in the chat. Yep. Um, so I will, uh, yeah, I, I will ride with BC as well. Super fan. I'm actually going to go Hamilton in this one because I. Someone's no. got to. Uh, BC is actually a three and a half point favorite, uh, but again, I'm just such a always against that three that three time zone travel for teams that have to go from Vancouver to the east or from the east to Vancouver. Um, I think had BC won this game, I'd expect a different result. They are now two points behind Winnipeg, and Winnipeg has the tiebreaker so it's all but assured that winnipeg is going to host the west final so at this point i could see them resting some players or maybe just rotating a bunch more players in to get them a little more time getting ready for that uh, west semi-final which they'll be hosting so yeah i think uh, actually it's going to be a bit of an upset Oh, well, good, good to make it interesting. That's yeah, that makes interesting radio. Thank you, super fan. I appreciate that. That's good. Buzzkill. You're such a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game, interesting one in the West Division Saskatchewan at Calgary. Uh, this one in Calgary. Two teams that are having a little bit of struggles at the moment. So, <laughs> and not that I'm complaining about that. I'm just saying that they are. Uh, Tim, who do you got in this one? Okay, I got Cal so far. Calgary's, by the way, they're favored by three points, so they get the yeah. hometown uh, hometown three. Right. Uh, over under a 47.5. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, wow is about right. I, um, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm going to give this to Calgary because I think that, it, it, as you said, it's, it's just been so up and down really for both of these teams. And, and it's hard to believe that Calgary is... I mean, really on the cusp of, of potentially not making the playoffs. I mean, who who would have thought? I know you guys are quite happy, I'm sure. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think Saskatchewan's been more up and more up and down than uh, than Ottawa has recently. So I mean, it's Ottawa's just gonna, been down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm, I'm going to give this one to Calgary. All right, Cliffy. Talk about a race to the bottom with Calgary and Saskatchewan. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah. it's funny because they were trying to hype this game as because it's going to be the, the rubber match and would have playoff implications, and it will. But man, these two teams have just looked so so bad. Like they're well, just it, really bad. It's the race to who gets destroyed by BC in the semifinal. Correct. That, <laughs> like, that's, just, that's essentially what it is. Like it, you win, but. Did you really win this game? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. who's gonna suck less? I guess. I guess that's what we're gonna choose. Uh, well, you know, you know what? <laughs> Title of the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think Calgary just finds a way. I, I, I think the Saskatchewan, they just can't get out of their own way. Like they, they find new and exciting ways to lose, and the way they disappointed their fans the last home game. I mean, I. I, I see a team that just has given up. They, they've already waved the white flag. And as far as I, if they stumble ass backwards in the playoffs, so be it. But 
like you said, it, all you're gonna, all you're doing is going to play one more game where you're just going to get dog walked by the BC Lions more than likely. So, yeah. But I, I think Calgary, I think they, I think they have just a little bit more heart. I, they don't seem to have the ability in a lot of ways, but <laughs> I, I, I think I think they got the wherewithal to oh. maybe kick that game-winning field goal. I mean, if it comes, if that's what it comes down to. <laughs> then they got the right guy in Rene Paredes. But. Oh, see, we need Ryan here just for a counterpoint. Just, um, just for, yeah, a counterpoint. That's I'm not sure how he's going to have that, but, you know. Yeah, that's that's fair. You, you um, can only polish a turd so many times, right? That's, that's very true. Uh, I am going to go with... Oh, <laughs> Asteroid hits the field. That's Ryan what I think. Is that what we're going with? Then they yeah. both lose? It's either, yeah. the water, either the watermelon or the cowboy. Come on. I, I Just for fun, I'm going to call the tie. There we go. We're going to call the tie <laughs> on the show <laughs> because the way these two teams play, that would be just fitting. Zero, zero final. Correct. <laughs> yep. Perfect. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for the chaos. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm call. I'm calling the tie. Super fan. Uh, I mean, Calgary's coming off the bye. Ironically had Edmonton won the last weekend, Calgary beating Saskatchewan does us a favor. Um, but let's be honest. It's not really doing anyone a favor. Both Calgary and Edmonton play Winnipeg to end the season. So, uh, Calgary wins, but eh, it doesn't matter. That's, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I put it this way. Do we really want to, I understand it's going to happen potentially, but do we, do we really want a 12 lost team going into the playoffs? Well, they're going to no matter what. So. Well, right now it's 11. So I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> but they're not winning out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. Jerry, you know, you stole my thunder, Andrew, um, because I just like <laughs> both teams so much. 1717. They can't figure it out in overtime. It's going to be a 1717 tie. <laughs> Actually, it's it's 1010 going into or 99 going yeah. into overtime, and they both score the touchdown and the two point conversion, and then nothing. That's a, that's nothing. It. Yeah, that, that, after yeah. that, yeah, it's like so you give them way too much credit. A, yeah, I was thinking I, and just, they both deserve it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 11 points each, and they both get two field goals. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> overtime. They're, that's they're, make that's the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, All right. Ottawa at Toronto. Um, (laughs) This sounds like um, a scene out of The Shining. Anyway, uh, go either way. Is there even a line on this game? Because I don't see one yet. I highly doubt it. Toronto by 18. Like, I I don't know. Well, it depends. Because Toronto, they seem to be going play starters, have a rest Mm -hmm. game, play starters, have a rest Mm -hmm. game. So... Who is this? Cameron Duke start this game, maybe. Um, although it is at, it, it is at home, uh, so maybe they do start, and then he only plays a half. Like maybe Kelly only plays a half. Who knows? Uh, but Cliffy, you get to start on this one. Who are you picking? They could put Ryan Dinwiddie in at quarterback, and they'll still beat the Red Blacks. <laughs> That's just how terrible Ottawa's been, and. Like, like I, I just finished talking about how Calgary and uh, Saskatchewan are just fighting each other to see who sucks less. But I mean, <laughs> Ottawa, I, I feel for our nation in a lot of ways because that that or that top to bottom, everything in Ottawa is just in such disarray, and they don't seem to have any more answers than what uh, Craig Dickinson has in Saskatchewan or uh, Dave Dickinson has in Calgary. It, it's just a mess. I. I have a feeling Toronto's going to rest a lot of their starters and give a few, some good, honest reps to their second stringers or backups, what have you. 
And I heard, I heard Michael Bishop's coming out of retirement for this game. Outstanding. <laughs> there we go. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Does that give Ottawa a chance? <laughs> Maybe. No. No. Oh, oh, just checking. Just checking. Okay. All right. Uh, it's Cliffy, I'm assuming you're taking Toronto. Toronto quite handily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to make this easy. Yeah. Toronto, super fan. Uh, I pick Ottawa to lose. So. Okay, good. Perfect. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Excellent. Jerry? Best streak continues. Okay. Yeah. And Capper, I'm assuming we're just going for the sweep across the board on this one. Yeah. The queen sweep. But let's put it this way Ottawa has not scored in the first, second, or third quarters for the last two games. That says a lot. And yeah. uh, that says a lot. So let's yeah. go for a rouge. It's it's going to be it, it's it, this this is going to be a if you're watching if the game's on CBS Sports Network, see what else is on. But so it's, it's going to be that bad. <laughs> That's just the way the dust and crumbles. Oh, here we go. Oh, there you go. By the way, I wouldn't be surprised if if, uh, if Arbuckle gets a start. Would not be surprised. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's entirely possible. Uh, I like Janice's comment. Toronto wins by a field goal and having Ouellette play quarterback. Yeah, probably. And point. Harris running backwards. Yeah, he's perfect. Already, he's already thrown for a touchdown. Why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, might as well. Yeah, exactly. This would be this game will be the closest to a Temco Bowl game as anything else. Okay, so. <laughs> perfect. Uh, all right. Do we have any prop bets in there, Super Fan? Uh, let's scroll all the way back there. Yes. All we had a few back. back there. Uh, I know that uh, Chris Agar said uh, prop bet Ford and Brown combined rush yards. Oh. Uh, Ooh, okay. Ken says prop bet total sacks by both teams. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I think we should have prop it of uh, total pounds of Montreal smoked meat eaten. So that'll be good. All of them is the yeah. answer. It doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone. Yeah. I'm, only, <laughs> I'm only bringing 11 pounds. So Only 11? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take the over. There we yeah. go. <laughs> uh, on 11 pounds. I'll take yeah. the over. And that's yeah. just by the people on this panel. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. I was going to say, I don't know what you're serving <laughs> the rest of the, 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 the people. But. Yeah. Hot dogs, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess perfect. so. Okay. Um, all right, Jerry, uh, you're our you are our first guest. What would you which line would you like to uh, for us to set a line on this evening? Which prop bet? Or do you have one of your own? No, I don't have one of my own. Um, I do like the uh, eleven pounds of elk brisket. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. <laughs> However, <laughs> we're also we're also serving. Um, I think we've ordered 150 bratwursts for Oktoberfest party at nice. our tailgate. So <clears throat> here's mine over under 72 minutes, 72 and a half minutes that we're sold out of oh. our brats. Oh. And you're sold out of your, uh, your yeah. the <laughs> nothing the to do with okay. the game. It's all about the tailgate. Okay. I, I, <laughs> it really is about the tailgate. I actually really like this. Okay. Uh, and you want to go 72 and a half minutes? 72 and a half minutes from what point so opening at at what well let's say 12 because really we're supposed to be there two hours before the game right right? okay but we'll be there we'll be there about 10 30 supposed to be yeah okay yeah Yeah, whatever so we're saying 112 check uh i gotta be there at sound check and sound checks around 11. so we'll have we'll have our brats and our schnitzel going early and uh yeah it's Oktoberfest, and that's what i'm going 72 and a half minutes of 200 brats gone. 1 12 p.m. in 30 seconds. 
What there you go. The way, the way Jerry's going, he's trying to lead the jury. So I mean, yeah, uh, you're gonna have to. Uh, you have to text guess, yeah, this the moment here, that boys. that happens. I'm going, yeah. and I'm going under on that. By the way, you're going under. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, Capper. Over yeah, under. I was about to say everything. That I was got wait. He was talking pre-game, uh, pre-show, and stuff like that too. And what he said. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the under also. All right. <laughs> I'll be different. I'll go over. All right. Uh, I will also take the over because they're going to be coming over to get Montreal smoked meat and then they'll be there. We go. Uh, They're just going there for sluice juice. I know how this works. Uh, Super fan, Mike. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people maybe showing up a little later, too. So I'm going to take the over. All right, then. Fair enough. It's going to be a lot of disappointed people, though. That's that's true. They're going to miss out on all the good stuff. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, In game, I actually really liked the sacks by both teams combined. So I am going to, I'm just going to set a line on that because as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, that's a fun one because Montreal, although has gotten much better, but we're known for giving away some sacks before. Yeah. And as of late, the Elks have also been pretty good at giving away some sacks. So just for fun, combined Funsies. sacks, uh, let's set the line at nine and a half. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking seven and a half, nine. And I was half. thinking seven, and seven and a half. T- Tim's like, yeah, that's just lemon. Like what? The no, hell? no. Because no, as soon as, as soon as as soon as you brought up what the what the prop bet was going to be, a number popped into my head. So ask okay, me. all right, super fan over under. Nine Ooh, and a half. this yeah. is going to be. I mean, both teams are going to maybe feast a little bit. So I think correct. That's, that, that's why. That's why I was. That's why I set the line the way I did because. The, the Elks lately have been getting them, um, and we know that they can, you know, Montreal can be a little susceptible, and obviously we've given away 12 in two games, so yeah. there's, that's an average of six on its own, so... Just for, yeah, against. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was thinking in my head eight, so I'm going to take the under. All right. Jerry? I like the under. <laughs> Capper? When you brought it up, the number that popped into my head was 10. <laughs> wow. Just and, and, and I'm going to be this bold based off what happened the past couple of weeks. As I understand it was Ottawa. It's going to be 7-3 Montreal. Oh, okay. Dale's got, right. got <laughs> six last week. If I remember, or yesterday, they got six. I think it was. So. Okay, fair enough. Cliffy? I'm going to say under, but I'll, 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 I like the way Tim's thinking. And I was actually kind of thinking along the line. I, I was going to say nine combined. Okay. I'm okay. thinking seven, two though. Like Montreal gets seven sacks uh, and Cody gets sacked twice. Cause it's, it's bound to happen. I mean, it's bound to, <laughs> bound to. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's good that you've accepted that. Uh, I'll take over. I thought uh, the combined that, that, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to end around 11. So that's why I put it up at that number. So we'll see how it goes. It's always funny. I, I, I think if this game was played earlier this year, over by a long shot, but right, right. as you said, both teams have really started to clean things up. The offensive line seems to have realized, oh shoot, we got to protect the both quarterback teams? now. No, oh, no, no. Teams. I actually, Just I actually agree team. with Cliff. It was played yeah. earlier in the year. I think Edmonton would have had more sacks. Right. I, I agree. I, I'm, I fully yeah. agree with that. We would have yeah. given up a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, good. Might uh, have been six, five. it's always so. It always makes it fun. <laughs> uh jerry uh and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us on the podcast um uh boys you gonna stick around for some overtime 
Absolutely. Okay, Jerry, I'll let you go because I already saw that you're tired. And I know you've got, <laughs> Perfect, you've got yeah. lots of stuff ready to go. For, I'm in the road. My real, gotta, real life job is busy, busy. I got to get up early in the morning. So. Okay, well, then I, I don't want to hold you too much longer. But, uh, Jerry, tell everybody where they can uh, yes. find Spirit of Edmonton and or yourself so that they know and are all prepared for this coming party, both on Sunday and, of course, the big party in Grey Cup spiritofedmonton.com there's links up it's simple process to buy breakfast tickets um, buy tickets for sunday afternoon at these uh experience the spirit event and uh, of course um we've got uh tickets available at tailgate um you know where we'll be serving all of our rats in under 72 and a half minutes on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> it seems like you're setting this like you're kind of it's it's i like just know i know sure i know when coming. we sell yeah. out of everything and I, I keep saying sell out i know when we give away everything right. yes. it's always within the first 90 minutes or 72 minutes of of uh of a football game we're and molson's our partners at molson's have been so good to us this year the hundreds and hundreds of dozens of beer that they've provided <laughs> um are always gone like it's you know i think last game was 15 or 16 dozen um gone in well before kickoff so wow that's amazing uh, anyway looking forward to seeing everybody and uh you know tim and cliff i can hardly wait to meet you guys in person and uh come by for a sluice yeah. a brat and then we'll send you over for some of that elk brisket <laughs> <laughs> well, just try and stop us it's just gonna be good, be good. uh Capper, okay, boys. thank you so it. much for having me i really appreciate it yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much, Jerry. All right, uh, take care. See ya. See you later. Capper, where do they uh, find you on all of the socials? Now you can find me on X over at Repact. It's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. You can also find uh, Cliffy and myself at the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast at on uh, X also at Alouettes FL Deck. Uh, and you can find all of our archives, all seven plus seasons, over at www.alowitzflightdeck.ca. Beautiful. Cliffy? Uh, if you really want to give me a follow on Twitter, Twitter or X or Twix or whatever the hell it's called these days. <laughs> Twix! I haven't That's heard that kids. one yet. That's a good one. Yep. You can do so at Cliffy D. Uh, don't forget, we also all, the, the Flight Deck is also on Instagram where we had been doing the Flight Deck lives, but that has now switched over to YouTube. Uh, once again, you can find those both at Alouette's Flight Deck. Uh, and also, if you want to get uh, best way to support the podcast, if you really want to, is to check out our merch store over at uh, flightdeckgear.ca, where we have been selling a lot of the cartoon bird fifty sh cartoon bird fifty six shirt, which has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, a lot of people were rocking it at the tailgate yesterday, and we're so thankful for that as well. Uh, but yeah, best always the best way is alouettesflightdeck.ca. Uh, all of our links are there as well, and uh, you know by all means wherever you find podcasts. That's where you'll find the flight deck. Outstanding. Super fan. Uh, you can find me at 56 Parkies on most socials, including apparently Threads and Blue Sky, whatever those are. Um, <laughs> and then you can find the history and horde segments over at the Edmonton Football History, which is at ADM H I S T O R W E. 
Wonderful. Uh, you can follow the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi. You can follow me at Free Pelicious and the show at the Turf District on all your different social media platforms. Uh, make sure that you share that link for the YouTube. Hit a little uh, thumbs up there, ring that bell, all those fun things so that uh, it helps on YouTube. We are trying to grow that fan base as well. Uh, and of course, if you're listening on Edmonton Sports Talk, make sure you tune in with us on Tuesday nights as well. You can be part of the chat and uh, we'll, we'll get your... Um, questions in there as well uh, if you have questions for the boys throw them in there because we'll do that in overtime in just a few moments and uh, other than that we will be back next week to talk about the Alouettes going 9-1 and one against teams that are under 500 and uh, <laughs> and of course we will set up the final game of the season for the Edmonton Elks so uh, for Jerry and Capper and Cliffy and Commissioner and Superfan Mike. I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week.